I'm Christy Gupton, and I'm an Employee Benefits Advisor. Welcome to Healthcare Solutions, a podcast where we explore innovations in healthcare, cost containment strategies, and employee well-being. We'll discuss every way possible to turn our healthcare system back into the kind of environment where patient care comes first and costs go down as a result. I invite you to join me to hashtag Let's Fix Healthcare. Good afternoon. This is Wes Hahn. I'm here with Christy Gupton, founder and president of Custom Benefit Solutions in Morganton, North Carolina. Christy is an expert in the employer-employee healthcare benefits arena, is a consultant, also speaks on a national level, everywhere from New York, Chicago, Texas. Uh, again, a uh, certainly a pleasure to have you, Christy. I uh, appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you. Christy, from a standpoint of, um, of health care costs in the United States, speak to me in terms of, um, of, let's say that I'm a financial officer at a company. I have maybe 150 employees, and I have, uh, I'm a self-insured company at maybe, say, $25,000 per uh, employee that I cover myself. Uh, like all companies, the bottom line is really important uh, to us. I want to do everything I can. Uh, I've been taking it as a given that healthcare costs are rising, and they will rise annually, and they will continue to rise uh, anywhere from, say, around 8% uh, for my company. So I'm looking at other ways to to cut costs. But uh, health care is a real problem for me. Uh, talk to me about that. What is there anything that we can do, or is it just a given? You know, I think the... F- the thought process that healthcare costs just go up, and I'm using air finger quotes here, just this is just the overarching mentality. I think that that's been fed to financial uh, officers and people charged with um, figuring out how to afford a healthcare plan. I think that's been fed to them by the insurance industry. Um, this, this 8% year over year trend is a myth. Um, when you do certain things and do them the right way, you can absolutely reset a new level of cost structure that we haven't seen in this country in 25 years. Very good. So from my standpoint, I, I get bills in quite often um, as, as we're self-funded here for, a um, say, a hernia operation, say an employee with a, with a hernia uh, issue have an operation, um, it's a bill and I pay it. Is there anything I can do about that? Well, I'd say pay that bill in the same way that you would pay every other bill that comes in the door. You have bills that come in for paper costs and utility costs and um, the the cost to, to power up the coffee machine and the, and the water cooler, right? You wouldn't just blindly pay those bills. You have an invoice that shows you the unit cost for everything you're about to stroke a check for. Mm-hmm. Healthcare should be no different. You should have the, um, the unit cost for every itemized service that was provided, and, and all of that should check out with what is the fair market value, not some overinflated charge master price that a hospital, you know, put on a bill just because they could. So we, we need to drill down to what is the actual, you know, fair trade health care um, and, and get to a point where we have a new expectation um, for 
pricing that makes sense. Now, my employee, if they decide to go to this doctor or that doctor, this provider or that provider, uh, pretty much there is a fair market to that, right? They all charge about the same? You know, a lot of uh, providers don't even know what they charge. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> they've okay. they've signed deals with insurance companies to be their middleman. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, uh, well, let's say at the at the end of the the five, um, well, at the end of the millennium, you know, we've been doing it this way for fifty years, right? right? And mm-hmm. so we are where we are for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think many people would agree that it's not working. So, you know, years and years ago, before HMOs, before um, managed care even existed, uh, providers may have had a very transparent, disclosed upfront price, Mm -hmm. and it was agreed upon, and, and and the price was paid in exchange for the care that was delivered. Well, then insurance companies got their claws into it and decided that, um, you know, a lot of that transparency needed to be concealed. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, employers, um, and again, this has been going on for decades and decades now, so you can't really fault today's employers. They've been handed, inherited a bad legacy of um, ever-increasing healthcare costs that really isn't uh, of their design. Um, but there are ways that you can sort of relieve yourself of the dependency on a big insurance company. And there's ways to break apart an otherwise well-meaning health plan into all of its moving parts and fix each an individual, you know, moving part that's geared to geared to um, going up in cost every year or having this weird inflation that outpaces every other consumable good in our country. Fix, fix each and every um, moving part and then piece it back together so that it makes sense, but at 60% of the cost or 50% of the original cost. So, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make anyone believe that that can be happen overnight or with the um, snap of a finger, but, um, you know, if you have a good advisor and a little courage, I think you can pull it off. So if I decided as a financial uh, manager at a, at a company to obtain your services. What I'm understanding is that my employee may be given some options to where they will go and shop and be able to shop and choose a service for the least possible price. Now, I, I would be worried that if I'm doing that, am I not shortchanging my my employee? You know, we tried that um, back in the mid 2000s we called it consumer driven healthcare <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we raised the deductibles and we gave an employees a health savings account and called it something nice and i i think that um in certain circles that's fine when you have transparency tools mm-hmm. and when you have a a, a a marketplace where employees really have a lot of choice and and a lot of information readily easily accessible unfortunately we put the the infrastructure in place on the health plan side mm-hmm. but we didn't give them the transparency and the information and so it takes an act of Congress and another full-time job just to find the best price. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
imagine how much time it would take you after you get off of work at five to call around and find the the best quality provider at the lowest price. That's another full-time job sure. uh, because the information is just not readily available. So from a self-funded health plan standpoint, we bring in advocacy uh, vendors and through, you know, the third-party administrators that, that pay the claims on that first 25000 of of risk that you mentioned earlier. Um, and then even in the stop-loss side, where if a, if a claim did exceed uh, that first 25000 we even have controls in place so that the stop-loss can make sure that the plan is not overpaying, uh, you know, for certain things. But on the uh, on the easy side, the, you know, the everyday care, um, th- there are a number of different tools that, frankly, I hate to say it, the big insurance carriers just really aren't talking about. Okay. Uh, and uh, that leaves the person signing the checks and a bit of a loss as to how to make this any better. How do I continue to provide these good employee benefits without bankrupting my organization? Or if it's a even if it's a public sector entity like a county or a city, without having to raise taxes in order to keep employee benefits where you know everyone expects them to be. So yes, um, the the CFO of any organization or the um, the finance officer of a public sector entity, they have a big job, uh, and frankly, they have a duty. It's a mm-hmm. they're they're a fiduciary for a reason, mm-hmm. right? They have a duty to protect the plan. And I don't think their duty to the plan is being served well at all when a big insurance company is um, who you've delegated that responsibility to. So, for instance, I mentioned maybe an employee with a a hernia. Uh, They may go someplace and I may get a bill for $60,000. You could help me cut that bill down. Absolutely. How do you do that? So... You know, first of all, we need we need to teach employees how to be better consumers. Not that I didn't think the consumer-driven movement uh, mm-hmm. didn't work because it wasn't a good one. It it was well intentioned, but uh, like I said, we didn't provide them with the information. So what we can do for an organization is bring in um, a, a, an advocacy service where employees can call. A, a, um, a nurse or a paraprofessional who has um, the ability to help them navigate the medical system, which is not easy to navigate in the first place, right? It's very complex mm-hmm. and you don't always know where to go. So if we go ahead and do some of that legwork for employees and, and we go ahead and identify within a certain geography where the best facilities are, the ones with the highest quality, the ones with the lowest infection rates, the ones with the most board-certified physicians, the ones with um, just quality metrics that really uh, make that easy. And, and we go ahead and strike agreements with those facilities up front to bundle certain services and say, okay, um, if one of your employees needs a hernia repair, we'll go ahead and tell you what we'll charge for that. And it'll be, you know, a quarter of what might be charged at another facility down the road where you don't have an upfront agreement. So that really just makes it easy. And you save so much money doing that by not blindly paying for anything and everything um, that you can afford 
to incentivize the employee to go to these higher quality facilities and cover their whole out-of-pocket in exchange for that sort of steerage. That's going to keep them healthier. We believe so, Mm -hmm. Uh, because who wants to come home from having a hernia surgery and then end up having to go back with Mm -hmm. sepsis because they acquired some sort of hospital infection while they were opened up on the operating table? So, um, but without that data and without those metrics at hand and, and doing some of that legwork up front, who is to know? How do you really know as the employee that every hospital or every doctor listed in your provider directory that you were given during open enrollment and said, here, if you go in network, that's going to save the day, Right. And mm-hmm. here's your provider directory. But how do you know? I mean, there's hundreds, hundreds of facilities and providers listed in those big uh, provider directories. Mm-hmm. How do you know which ones are good? And you can help us with that. We can. So at the end of the day, with smart shopping, if it were, for healthcare, uh, you could save my company thousands and thousands of dollars. I would say we could save thousands of thousands of dollars <laughs> per employee. Per employee. <laughs> and so that would be well worth your services, I do believe. We believe so, too. I think so. Fascinating. I think you're going to go places. I think you're doing well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining our important discussion. As we attempt to... Hashtag Let's Fix Healthcare. Please subscribe to our podcast and let us know what you think. For more information on the work we do at Custom Benefit Solutions, visit our website at www.custombenefits.work. <laughs>